Hello and welcome to Side Dish, your podcast about Longmont, all the stuff you want to know and very little that you need to know. I am Eric Ozempa. And I am not. You're not. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I wanted to see what you would do. I am. <laughs> well, I was worried that you wouldn't say anything because it looked like you were choking. I was like, no, oh, I was... well, Brady's gone. So uh, we're yeah. going to leave you hanging just to see what you would do. <laughs> I'm, I'm Brady Steffel. Uh, actually, it's who I am. How you been? How's, how are things going there, Brady? Uh, indoorsy. Yeah. 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 Real, real indoorsy. Oh, um, yeah. Cut oh, the gosh. heat. Oof. I'm, I'm over it, and it's, we're going to get cooked again. Today's not bad. And just, just because it's going to be in the high 90s again coming up this week, I've got the windows up in the house. It's too warm in here. I'm not comfortable. But, dadgummit, I'm going to do it. You know? It's, I'm going <laughs> to... You know, it's funny. Growing up, I did not have air conditioning really until I was in my 20s. Yeah. And my parents never had air conditioning. It was a totally different world back then. So we, it's, rarely, it's funny. Got in, we rarely got in the 90s back then. So. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, where I grew up in Minnesota, um, it was so humid and it was hot. And like people, everybody had it. Well, I shouldn't say everybody. Uh, we definitely had it. Well, our house is a newer build. You know, it was built well after when this one was built. My house was built in like 1940. Yeah. My parents' house was probably in the early 80s. So more common to have that kind of amenity. But here we are. You know, I'm not running it today. Just on a principle. Save save a dollar or whatever it costs to run a day. Woo-hoo. I don't know. Yeah. So. Good. Uh, yeah. It's not, so real. it's not that hot. So maybe you can get away with it today. No, I think it's 87, 88. Beautiful yeah. compared compared to. Cause so you were, shut, you were shut in all weekend? Did you do oh, anything? God, yeah. No. Kelsey got out to do a little biking and stuff. She went out real yeah. early and then got back yeah. at like nine and said, nope. Nope. Close <laughs> it up. Let's... Yeah. Sandy and I got out really early to go hiking. Like we left at. I think we got the trail. We got on the trail at Rocky Mountain at six thirty in the morning. Oh, so wow. which mean we got up at which meant we got up at like four thirty in the morning. So it was crazy. And F. yeah. I mean so good on you was, for taking that on, good. but yeah. No. I don't like it at all. No. Anyways. Yeah, and then you just fall asleep afterward, you know, during the afternoon because you've been up so early. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's do the buzz. Yeah. So cool. all right. Yeah. So you got we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So the one I have to say is um, from your list, you got Java Stop new ownership. Mm-hmm. Looks like, yeah, I heard that mm-hmm. too as well. Mm-hmm. So, well, give me your deets since this is one of yours. Well, you got. Well, I heard from uh, another person that uh, yeah, they just they were just purchased and so they're open and I don't think they were closed. At least I didn't get a sense they were closed. No, I haven't been there closed. for a while. But Java Stop, let's see, let's give details so Joe doesn't rag us rag on us. But Java Stop <laughs> is actually just west of. The intersection of Third and Main. Yeah, it's on the corner, basically. Yeah. So where the it's China Imperial, Panda? Yeah, China restaurant China Panda is there, and that what used to be the Imperial Hotel it used to be a hotel a long time ago. Mm. And so inside the bowels of that building is Java Stop, which is yeah. pretty funky, cool. Yeah, it's very, it's um, very uh, like '90s coffee clatch. <laughs> I, and I'm not disparaging, but no, there's a place that I there's. A, so it's a place like I used friends, to go to. So what you're saying it's friends. It's got couches, comfortable couches, and you hang out. Well, there's a place that I used to go to. Uh, it was in the town where I went to college, and it was called the Coffee Hag. I coffee Hag. Yeah, Coffee Hag, and I think wow. it was actually run by like a lesbian couple, okay. and it had this very, you know, like artsy chic kind of thing going on. Yeah. And, yeah. and Java Stop has some of that going on there too. Yeah, yeah. it's very artistic. It's very kind of laid back. 
it's not like you could seriously you could seriously like park your butt there for a long time and yeah. probably just have a cup of coffee and be fine. And I don't think anybody would ever try to bum rush you out of there. It's just a cozy no. place. There's plenty of room. No. Uh, so for details, yeah, 301 Main Street's the actual address. Um, a new couple purchased it, and I wish them well. I don't think they have a business background, so that. Oh really? Be, yeah, oh, yeah, and that that to me is one going well. I think he has uh, kitchen experience, and they want to sort of zhuzh it up. You know, they want to add oh, wow. a couple nicer things yeah. to eat, a bit more of a robust uh, breakfast scene, that sort of thing. So that's kind of nice. Um, but yeah, they were saying, hey, we're going to close down. We're going to, and they were like, apparently like three days away from saying, well, we're just going to plug yeah. on this thing. Yeah. And they said, hey, we know somebody who's going to buy it. And then I'm looking for the names. Uh, Emily and Kurt Collins. Oh, okay. Uh, was who bought it. And yeah, they're not restaurateurs. They're just um, whatever they said. Funny line. They said that they think they found sixty-eight gnomes in the thing while they yes. were cleaning. Yes, yeah. Kevin, who used to, who owned that place, used to do some really good baked goods. And yeah, they were like possessed about gnomes. Okay. Kevin always had this comedy that and this comedic thing. He was so sarcastic. It was so cutting. I never could understand if he was joking or not. <laughs> right. So he would say these things, and I'd be like, look at him like blankly, and he'd be like, I'm joking. And it was just such a strange miscommunication. I mean, I, I can kind of figure out if people are joking, but well, your yeah, his... your emails are often like that. I'm like, uh, I can't tell. <laughs> your tone brings it. Yeah, through I harass Brady all the time because he's he's and little, I don't. He's a I little really, snot. He's a little punk. Sometimes. I really don't so, mind, yeah. but it's like <laughs> I can't tell if you're joking. <laughs> anyway, hey, hey we, we have got... our guest. She's just she's she's raring to go, so we probably should let her let her come on. Yeah. Um, if I she's ready, I don't know. We'll see. Jessica Carson from Clandestine Amigo is with us. Hey, Jessica, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Great. Thanks wow. for joining us today. For sure. Thank you for having me again. Again. Time. You must not have hated it the first time. No, no we thought you were, you were a great guest. Yeah. Well, yeah. you guys are great hosts. So. Oh, oh wow. Sure. <laughs> so I think you're our first repeat. No, Phil, Phil Greenwald. Uh, Phil, yeah. local celebrity. Oh, yeah. That was great. I love Phil. Oh, my gosh. Important work. Yeah. So fill everybody in on who you are and what you, what, what you like your passion is. And I'm, I'm rarely referring to the music. If there's some other passion that we're talking about. Huh. You know, but, yeah. um, I'm Jessica Carson. I do a number of things. So I, uh, I head the band Clandestine Amigo. We're just about, about to put out an album, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Um, I've also done various um, festivals and music events in town. Uh, my main one is the Winter Walkabout Music Showcase. It's in February. This year, I had put together the lineup for Rhythm on the River, which, of course, was canceled. Oh, of life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I am the program director at the Longmont Chamber of Commerce. So did you pivot when it was canceled? Did you call it Silence by the Stream? or? That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, a big old butt on son of me, Eric. <laughs> I need a rim shot a sound effect. Yeah, so. I have a drummer. I could go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, that, that had to be a really, oh, that had to be awful to cancel. It that. was a drag. I mean, yeah. just life was canceled. Make new plans. Yeah. yeah. Really yeah. where we're at. So, yeah. yeah. So tell us about your album then. You were kind of alluding to that. So we'd love to hear about your new album. Like when does that come out? When are you, you know, what are you excited about there? Well, I've been excited about it for a while. We actually started recording last August 
and we are we signed it with um, a high definition label in Boulder mm-hmm. called Octave Records, and so they they only do DSD releases. So it's like really high end, high fidelity things for audio files. Um, so I'm very proud of the project. It's the best sounding thing I've ever gotten to do. It it's so clear. You feel like you're in the room with the music that's happening. Um, so probably probably the quality is what I'm the most excited about. Um, we just sent off all the files to the plant. So whenever they print it and replicate and send it back, then I'll probably put together an online CD release party for it. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of waiting, waiting around right now. It's very good. How long does it usually take? Do you know? That's a great question. Um, I haven't done anything in DSD before, and the only plant is in Austria because it's kind wow. of a rare art form these days. Um, kind of like there aren't very many vinyl plants anymore. I think the closest yeah. one to us is in Kansas. Um, and it will be releasing on vinyl as well. Oh, um, cool. And, and downloads. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I honestly don't know how long to expect. Now, what about 8-track? Is it going to release on 8-track? Or No, I'm kidding. I'll pull some strings. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> yeah, an 8-track player? I actually had an 8-track player in my car in high school. Did you really? I really? did. I had an 88 El Camino in high school. Nice. Really? Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it. Oh, it didn't man. get great gas mileage, but I oh. loved driving that thing. Man, I got to say, I'm right there with you because I, um, I had an 80 Grand Prix, and I used to think those cars were the ugliest things in the world because they i've said this before but it's like the type of kid a car that a child would draw because it was just like one straight line <laughs> straight lines down straight lines out straight lines down and then you know little little wheels and it was just like you could build the shape of the thing out of milk crates <laughs> and now i'm like I, I have this like strange affinity for these crummy old cars and they just they rust out you can't even if i tried to find one just to see like i wonder if i could get one no yeah. no you My, drive one like this i know who owns it do you? Oh, you going to yeah. buy, buy it back someday? Um, you know, I, it's crossed my mind. I, I <laughs> really? Love really? Yeah. yeah, you know what I love about the 8-track is you could push that little button it would just advance to the next track. So that was kind of <laughs> cool. I mean, you know, you yeah. couldn't do that out of cassette tape. So it was uh-huh. amazing. Yeah. 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 So what, um, so we have a release party. So tell us about like, uh, you know, what your plans are given the fact that we're kind of in quarantine and like, what are the plans for the release party? What are the plans for kind of music right now? I mean, how, what are you, what are you doing right now to kind of make do? Well, I've done a few live streams. So I did one with Mm -hmm. the Longmont museum with my band, um, maybe a month ago now. And I've done a couple from home. I didn't mention, and I should have mentioned that I'm also the artistic director for the sound post sessions. And we have Ah. been on, listening room style shows since March of 2019 and we moved everything online. So we've still been doing shows. Uh, my partner, Tim Golsrude, um, in that endeavor is he's the production man. He does the sound and the lights and the audio and, and all, all the hard jobs Tim does. <laughs> um, but he does a killer job. They look good. They sound good. Um, so we're still producing music that way. I'm planning to recruit him to help me do an online CD release party whenever it's time because he's gotten the process down. He, he streams it to Facebook and YouTube and channel eight has been airing them as well. Mm. And for anybody that's sitting at home looking for some music, check out the sound post sessions because I, it, that's a project I feel really proud of and 
we're still getting local music out that looks and sounds. So is that, is, are you giving the website right there? Or is that, you be just Google Soundpost Sessions or something like that? Yeah, you can find it on Facebook. Um, We do have a website. We also have a Patreon page for that. Um, We're putting archive material and the, and the new shows that we've been doing online for that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just punched that in, uh, Eric. It's yeah, it works. It works. I'll, I'll cool. And just just Good. do a search. It's right there. <laughs> yeah, I felt like that was kind of a backhanded comment. Like you know, I'm old and I can't figure out that the web works. So that was nice that you figured that out, Brady. I appreciate yeah, it. No, I got you. You know, you, you can <laughs> look me up. You know, if you're wondering how keyboard works or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. I watch old man use technology every week. I also uh, think that if I if I need a sub guitar player, it looks like Brady's my man back there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I used to play a lot, but uh, I haven't been real up on it in recently. But yeah, I I, uh, I also play. So um, a lot of these I pick up very cheaply, and they're extra excellent uh, instruments. I got Brady has pointed the array of guitars on yeah. his. his Let's see how this looks. Right so I got uh, this beautiful uh, red uh, ovation that I got for like eighty bucks off a guy. It was in the flood. Uh, so it's got some Longmont history and what you uh, do like beat up a guy and grab his guitar. Nice. No, he was just like, I got to get rid of this thing, man. Uh, and it was like, I think it's like a five to $700 guitar and it, it got wet. And if it was any other type of guitar, the whole thing probably would have delaminated and fallen apart because the back's plastic. Boom. There you go. So it needed some re-gluing and some stuff eventually because apparently it was in worse shape than I thought. I played it for a couple of years and then one day the bridge came flying off. I, oh. I kept tightening it going like, why can't I keep this thing in tune? And then the bridge, which if you don't know, is on the belly of the guitar, holds the strings in place. It just popped off when spring. <laughs> and um, luckily I had clamps to fix it and this got locating pins. And then this one, like right here, I got a class right here, uh, beautiful instrument. Some lady sold it to me for 40 bucks because it had a crack in the belly and you can just glue them back together. So, um, but you know, this one's real money. Got one over there, it was real money. But um, I, it's a hobby too, to fix that stuff. That's just, that's cool. super fun. So yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that, that's my diatribe. We got a guest on it, but I should just punt. Do you? What, how do you shop for guitars? Let's get into this. Like, what do you? What do you? Me? Yeah, what oh, do you I like? Don't what do you? For guitars, I don't play guitar. You don't play, <laughs> play guitar. Yeah. Just piano. You know, I, I play piano and accordion. <sighs> yes. No strings. No strings for me. So wait a second. Accordion. Did you learn accordion a long time ago? No, I actually picked it up probably. I probably bought it four or five years ago. And then I haven't played it for the last two years. I moved three times in two years and I was just like, I'm not playing accordion. And uh, here in the last few months, um, I've been driving my roommates insane with it. So So why the accordion? Like Zydeco? Were you into Zydeco or something? No, you know, honestly, I, anytime there's like a little open jam or an open mic or people you know, at a little gathering or party playing instruments, I feel so left out because I'm not going to lug my keyboard around. Oh, and yeah. so I thought yeah. accordion, at least one side I'm already familiar with because it's, it's keyboard, right? Mm-hmm. It's laid out like a piano. And then the button side is actually really a beautiful pattern. It's laid out in the circle of fifths, if you know anything about music theory. And so it's, it's like tickles my brain a little bit. You know, it's something new but familiar enough that it didn't take me forever to get across the learning curve. And apparently annoying for roommates too. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah that's cool. They don't really hate it, but I like to say that they do. They're super supportive. They're <laughs> yeah. both musicians that's too. Cool. To, to be yeah. fair, like everybody plays guitar, which is, I was a little surprised you didn't, but if you show up with like a concertina or an accordion or something, it's like a whole different experience that you don't get very often. So yeah. that's, 
that's fun. That's just a lot of fun. It's I like, try to show up with my harp support, but it never works. So, um, so Jessica, like, what about the keyboard? Like, do you play piano and keyboards forever and ever? Or when did you take that? Yeah, out? my my earliest memory of life is picking out by ear Christmas songs that I liked, and my mom was making something in the kitchen, and I'd I'd finish one, and she'd yell another one out for me to try and pick out. That's, oh, that's my cool. earliest memory of life. Yeah. Wow, that's oh, really wow. cool. Huh. Wow, I'm so envious with people who can play an instrument. So it's pretty cool. So tell me, it's a, a little anecdote. Go ahead. Uh, you see all the guitars. Uh, when I bought my that Strat in the back is my first one, the Stratocaster. Uh -huh. um, when I first bought that, my dad told me it was like a colossal waste of money, and that I would I wouldn't be playing it in a month, that I'd have to sell it. And he was that. <laughs> that's what I got. That was the support Great. I got. Yeah, and then this yeah. Yamaha over here, eventually my parents broke down after be playing for like five years and bought me one when I was like 20 years old, you know, so <laughs> I'm so happy you had the support growing up. Exactly. So were you, was your mom musical at all, Jessica? My mom is a piano teacher to this day. Oh, yeah. very cool. Yeah. So you like an inside track. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us like, um, I know you talked about Patreon. I'm, I know you talked about like where people could find live music and what was the site again or what was the Facebook presence? The sound post session. Sound posts. Yeah. yeah. So what, um, where do you see kind of it moving now, g given the fact that we're getting into kind of the fall, cooler temperatures, everything's still online. You don't get a sense that we're going to see any sort of live performance at all. You know what? I have, I have seen some live music, but okay. it's very different. It's usually like a, like a house show with somebody with a big backyard that spreads people out 10 feet apart, you know, and there's maybe eight to 10 tables there. Yeah. Um, I have seen a couple theaters opening back up. Um, the theater in Loveland, I forget its name. Oh, the Rialto? Yes. Yeah. Um, they just opened back up at the end of July. Oh, wow. I did not know that. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I just checked their website a few weeks ago, um, and they are just spacing people out according to regulation. So mm -hmm. nobody can sell the max amount of tickets, obviously. Um, but I do think while we're in warmer weather, people are still going to, you're still going to find a little bit of live music. I saw some on Pearl Street. I've seen some downtown Longmont. Um, yeah, La Bella Vita, I noticed La Bella Vita was doing some, I know, yeah. Yeah, so there's still some to be found. You just can't gather a bunch yeah. of Yeah. Eric, I think you should bring up your idea for the Roosevelt Park stuff. Oh, you mean the hula hoop thing? Yeah. Yeah, well, however you want to win it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You're talking to somebody who's sort of in that world. Well, no, I always thought, Jessica, I always had this great idea, and I was kind of pitching it to people who are, you know, kind of in the – the, the field of, of music and stuff. I thought, you know, why don't you just get a bunch of hula hoops and pass those out? That's your ticket. So you charge, you know, whatever like it is, it. 20 bucks for a hula hoop. You put your hula uh -huh. hoop out and you can't go outside the circle. I like that a lot. So <laughs> why not? I mean, just put it out there and, yeah. you know, again, and I, you know, you put the hula hoops out on Roosevelt park, you know, you go to the, the pavilion or whatever, somebody can perform, but you just can't go beyond the hula hoop. I mean, I, I like that idea. Yeah. Um, I think probably what we run into is the uncertainty of general human stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You don't really know what people are going to do. You can't, yeah, you can't say they're definitely not going to take off that hula hoop and hug each other. You know, you can't yeah. see that for sure yeah. and nobody wants to risk it. Yeah. So, Maybe they need to wear the hula hoop. Like it's a harness and you put it oh, on. You, you just have to wear the hula hoop the <laughs> yeah. whole time. Yeah. Or just a, like a hoop skirt. 
Everybody yeah. has to go in some <laughs> exactly. sort of hoop attire. They've got like a, uh, a clown baggy style outfit with a big thing. <laughs> no, it's really, it's a really fair point. I mean, because I think of that too. And I think, you know, the moment they're in the hula hoop, they're like, all of a sudden they see somebody and they go run and hug them. Or you get a few drinks in you and all of a sudden like, exactly. you know, reckless yeah. abandon. And I'm going to go run and hug everybody. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. you just never know. I was, I was, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you where I was. I was at a place <laughs> uh, this weekend and I saw someone that I haven't seen in like a year and she was so excited to see me without asking her anything, any kind of caution. She just comes up and hugs me and I'm just like, but COVID. You know? Yeah, I know. I know. It's so weird. I have, I had somebody do that to me too. They're like, okay, that's a bit weird. It just was like out of the blue. I was like, okay, this is kind of odd. What are you it doing? It is odd. Yeah. I think yeah. we're all going to have a little social PTSD for a while because it's like, yeah. well, you you need to now ask permission to touch my body or come in within a certain distance, you know. Yeah. Whereas before, people felt the freedom to just come up and hug whoever, and it was mostly okay, mostly okay. You know, you, yeah. get, you yeah. get the creepy hugger who has yeah. like hands yeah. or like wants yeah. to hold. <laughs> yeah, which you don't have to deal with as much anymore. Which is great. It is kind of cool. I will tell you that you know, for me, I give off the vibe that I'm not huggable. So people look at me like can I hug you? And then they'll say it sometimes. They'll vocalize that. Like, I'm a hugger, but I don't know if I should hug you. Do I, I probably just you give off a mean, me a mean vibe. I'm like, no, I, you know, so yeah. I, maybe I should, what's your secret? You know? Like, <laughs> I don't know. People don't sit next to me in airplanes. It's hmm. great. So maybe I just smell, I don't know, but I don't think I, I think you've just got a resting to... scowl. You just, you just, yeah, I think yeah. You, yeah. your face shines so brightly. We should <laughs> smile more, Eric. You should, You'd be so it's pretty. The, I think it's so the, pretty if you smile. I think it's the reflection off of my head. What it is? It's a beacon of <laughs> distress. Yeah, the beacon of distress. Go away. He's not oh huggable. Yeah. So it's funny. Yeah. But um, but yeah. Um, what else should we be asking you that we haven't asked you? Anything exciting, Jessica? What else should we be talking about? Like one thing I would ask you that I've been asking a lot of people: Is there anything that's good that's come out of this whole thing, other than people not? You know, other than the gropers, the huggers that are just kind of inappropriately touching, you know, that's maybe a good thing. But what else yeah. would be maybe a good thing that's come out of this? You know, I, for me personally, the forced slowdown has been actually a good thing. I, I tend to keep myself pretty busy, take on lots of projects. And when all my shows were canceled, half my piano students canceled, it's like, all of a sudden, I'm gonna have to move. Um, Ooh, nice, uh, that's awesome. Is that a lawnmower or an El Camino that's roaring? <laughs> I think it's like a, a leaf blower or something. I don't know what that is. No. Okay, so Jessica was outside, everybody who's listening, and yeah, she has to move I'm because apparently there's a, there was a weed whacker that's gone crazy in Haywire, so she's moving a little bit. Yeah. Is that better? Is the noise better? Yeah, you're fine. You're totally fine. We don't care. You know, we, we don't have DV, what is it? DSZR? DSD. Yes, we don't have the high resolution audio. So, yeah. What we have is staggeringly low yeah. like, production <laughs> values Good. around here. Well, it matches <laughs> the quality of your guests. It is. Yeah, that's Aww. not true at all. You're an awesome guest. <laughs> no, what's, what's really great though is, you know, I think that's a new phrase, Brady. We should use that as a tagline. Staggeringly low audio quality. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good selling point. It is. Okay, so you were, you were saying yeah. the slowdown and, sorry, go ahead. The slowdown, like it, it gave me some time to just 
reflect on life. And um, I, I think when I take the time to just be still and let my mind just kind of be it, I feel different. I feel more myself. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a person that all of my jobs are very public facing, but mm. I actually am a pretty introverted person and I need alone time. And I just, I don't get very much of it. Um, but since I don't have completely crammed weekends and weeknights all the time with networking events and shows and all these things, I've gotten to just write in my journal. I've written a ton of songs. I've read nice. a lot. Nice. Um, I took myself to Leadville for a weekend and just had a magical time at Twin Lakes. And I, um, I think because of that, I, we finished the album, um, which had been kind of on a, in a standstill. It was like, well, there's nothing else I can work on musically. So let's finish the album, you know? So we did that. And then, uh, the record label that we, um, are putting it out with asked if I would do some contract work for them because that's what I do. I organize and I make things go and they needed someone to make things go. And so I'm helping them out a little bit with um, scheduling sessions and just kind of A&R and operations. Um, And I haven't announced that and I've hesitated announcing it because anytime I book anything, I get a slew of emails from musicians being like, have you heard my music? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, the secret's out now. I know. Yeah. Well, you here we are. go. <laughs> Eric Ozempa. This is our first scoop. That's right. Yeah. It's our 15 listeners who will be excited to hear this. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. I feel very safe announcing it here. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, we have listeners in Europe, though, so you never know. Yeah, yeah. So Great. Out, you don't know. Yeah. Well, we um, are, first of all, congratulations. That's really awesome. Thank Good you. For you. Yeah, and I, I don't think that would have happened if... COVID hadn't happened. Well, I was really hoping you'd say side dish, your first appearance on side dish, but we'll take that. Yeah. So. Well, that really, that really launched my career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. So that slowdown, you know, I will say that the slowdown has really been interesting because I think that there is a, a bit of reflection. And like you said, I'm, I'm in a, you know, public facing job too on, on the daytime and, and it is like, it can be exhausting just, you know, being on all the time, so to speak. Yes. And so for you, I can certainly see that, you know, musician, you know, your day job and other things that you do, you're always on. And so it's been really, probably really nice for you to just to kind of slow down a little bit and, and yeah. do that reflection. So cool. Yeah. Honestly, I feel more myself than I have felt in a few years yeah. because mm-hmm. I do have the alone time and I do have the time to just not be on and and like balance back out energetically yeah. i know yeah. that sounds kind of hippy dippy but i'm a hippie so um, that's cool awesome <laughs> yeah cool. so it's been it's been good and i feel like when i do interact with people i can be more present and i have more of myself to give yeah if that makes sense Those no make sense. totally and uh any final thoughts before we let you go um well probably just that i hope people will look up temporary circumstances that's the name of the album. Yeah. Um, the art, I want to give a shout out to the photographer, um, Brandon James. He's a Longmont guy. And then the graphic designer, Luis Ruiz, who works at Ron's Printing. Um, I've worked with him for years. So we've got 
quite a few quite a few long monsters on the project. Obviously, my bandmates um, Kyle Donovan, Giselle Coyasso, uh, Michael Wooten, and Chris Brunhaver, um, as well as Miguel Ramos and the horn section from the Burrows. So Fantastic. I'm excited for it, and I hope people will check it out. Whenever, I know they will. Whatever it may be. Yes, and I know you will let everybody know that, and we're really excited to hear that you finished it, and we're just kind of waiting for the pressing, so to speak. So that's really good, and congratulations. Uh -huh. Thank you. And check out, um, the next Sound Plus Sessions is August 14th. It's the second Friday of this month. Um, I don't know if this show will be out by then. Oh, yeah. Today. Okay. Okay, yeah, great. Um, like, like, like we said, staggering low, really low production value. <laughs> yeah, it is. Stag we is, don't just gonna, no, in no engineering whatsoever. No. Perfect. So, yeah. So, You're going to get yeah, off. Eric's going to go upload it. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Love it. So, yeah. Love it. With a weed um, eater and everything. <laughs> in there. So, perfect. Yeah, in fact, weed eater, sponsor of Side Dish. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you have a little, a little Zoom sympathy for people's various. People homes. get it. Yeah. People yeah. Um, get yeah the, the next sound post sessions is Monica Marie and Taylor Sims. Um, and that will be seven o'clock on Friday, uh, the 14th. So awesome. Sound post sessions on Facebook or YouTube. Okay. Cool. So. Fantastic, Jessica. We will turn you loose, and thank you for coming back on again. I mean, it didn't hurt your career, so that's that's good. It seems I like love you're doing... talking to you guys. Okay, yes. we do too. Anytime. We enjoy talking to you. So thank you, and also thank you for you know letting other people know about Side Dish because we're able to kind of focus some music um, sure. on our show every week, and so it's been nice that cool. you were kind of opened those doors to other people who are interested in putting their music on Side Dish. So thank you. Awesome, and oh, I'll. I'll send you a couple tracks from the new album. Please do. Fantastic. That'd be awesome. Yeah. We'd love to. Yeah. All right. Cool. Fantastic. Have a great day. All right. You too. All righty. We thank Jessica for joining us. Um, I always think she's a great guest. She's just fun. She's got mm -hmm. some funny stories yeah, and stuff. So yeah. And she's a good point. Like if you're stuck at home, make some art. You know, yeah. she finished her music. Yeah. The guy next door, he's been making weird stuff with spray paint and like melted crayons. So cool. <laughs> I'm not even joking. No, he's got like, he gets, so he gets a thing out, like a poster board or his canvas, whatever he's got. And he, he does some spray painting and stenciling and, and then like gets a heat gun and, and melts crayons and stuff for like this extra drippy colored effect. Uh, it turns out cool. It's neat. Like, that and that's kind of cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it is. It's neat. And it's like what, 10 bucks in materials and stuff. So it's yeah. fine. Uh, so make art. Do you want to do, we're going to do more buzzy stuff? Cause we got like a pile yeah. of junk here. We can, okay. Yeah. We can do a, a few more things here. All right. Um, so go ahead. Yeah. Okay, Boulder Reservoir is going to close um, starting September 1st, and they're going to close for six months. It's for repairs. Eric thought maybe it's because the water's gross. I don't really go out there. I, you, know, uh, you know, because of the heat and everything, those, those reservoirs and such get kind of oh, gross. So I'm gloomy? guessing it's not because of that, or maybe they decided because it's so hot, we might as well just do the repairs anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so September 1st, um, they, they have to do maintenance every five to 10 years. So um, they're going to close to boating, watercraft, fishing, swimming, blah, 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 blah. So uh, be aware of that. Uh, speaking of reservoirs, is Carter Lake a reservoir? actually or is it just it lake? is it's a damned we don't okay. really have too many natural lakes here right no 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 not like yeah. uh back home so they they found yeah, a exactly they yeah. found a submerged uh rv in carter lake the other day uh on friday <laughs> and thankfully nobody was injured in said rv nobody died or perished right apparently it was... nobody just wanted nobody wanted their rv anymore nobody knows yeah. uh yeah they, they yeah. just found it They're, we don't suspect foul play divers yeah. went inside Nobody was in there. They don't know how it got in there. It is a mystery. 
It kind of reminds me of Minnesota, like in lake fishing, you know, during the winter, somebody will lose their car because they'll drive on the ice and all of a sudden. Oh God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll save that for next time, but you're supposed to check ice thickness, et cetera, et cetera. You're supposed (laughs) to check for safety. People drive their old truck out and then (laughs) she goes, there's, there's actually a phenomenon back home too called, um, motorcycle, um, snowmobile skipping, water skipping. You can drive over motors, water with a with a snowmobile, a skidoo or whatever, or a snowmobile. Yeah, yeah. you just if you're going fast enough. The track is actually it'll just grab the water and throw it, and oh. you can you can go over open water on a on a snowmobile. And uh, there were kids; they would they would see how far they could go and how slow they would go. And there was more than one story of kids that I went to high school with dropping their brand new um, snowmobile ski-doo, on there, skidoo, oh. Polaris, whatever, at the bottom oh. of the lake, at the bottom of the river, and it's just like, oh, you. You turds. <laughs> I would have gotten filleted for that. Oh, yeah, me too. Filleted. My dad would have um, not been too happy. So we got that. Another RV news is that Longmont is going to take up a vote sometime soon about um, strengthening the rules against just leaving uh, RVs on the side of the road. Yeah. Or like living out RVs. And I yep. get it. So that's been a thing that's come up here. Um, I that is a real tough issue because so got people displaced and yeah, yep. I mean, but it's, I know a lot of people, you know, we have RV visits every once in a while in our neighborhood and you're just like, Hmm, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, it's a tough one. It's really tough. Yeah. That said, I didn't mention this to you. The city is talking about opening up a, a safe lot for them. For and, RVs. Yeah. On yeah. Alaska Avenue. So there's a, a few details actually. So part of this yeah. might be that they'll offer a spot. Alaska Avenue for anybody who doesn't know it's on Boston, just North of Boston. So down by where the left-hand brewing thing is to the north of there across the street. Yep. Um, yep. There's a there's a sort of a dead-end road. It there's a weird there. little dead-end road over there. Yeah. So oh, it's, not a, it's not a bad place to be, but go ahead. Right. And speaking of that area, it looks like there's something going on. We've brought up in that area, there's a development happening at like Sunset and whatever it is, Boston down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looks like there's a bunch of stuff happening. There's a bunch there of- are. They're moving stuff around, yeah. So there's a well, bunch of- Keep an eye on that too as well. That is- um, I have happy news about Long Speak Pub. They're opening Wednesday. This Wednesday, they're opening. Ooh. That's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then not to be, not to make any sort of um, comparison here or alliteration here, is it? I was struck by the fact that the statewide pay- pot sales in the state of Colorado reached or eclipsed 200 million. That's a lot for the of money. first time ever. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that's a lot of. We will have to have somebody from that industry on as a guest. That's a lot of green. <laughs> I guess money. No bump. Yeah, but yeah, that's my need that's my rim need shot. Some drums. Today. That's yeah. your rim shot. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta have. Uh, let's see a few a few final thoughts too. Aluminum shortage. This kind of goes along with the coin shortage. We have. I heard there's a can shortage, like canned whatever. Vegetables. Yeah. So just like they they can't get a hold of aluminum. They're having a hard time sourcing out uh, cans, blank cans, whatever, however they do it. Um, so actually some of the local guys are taking old cans and like that is from a run that's now done or whatever. And they're just putting like the plasticky labels which you sometimes see on, on aluminum cans, which yeah. has been, and they're just wrapping the old cans. So they're like typos, whatever. If it's, you know, it's something that's not used, we're, we're repurposing them now because we just can't get new ones. Yeah. So uh, if that continues, uh, you know, it'll be into next year or whatever. It'll be then, really interesting. Then they're going to really yeah. be struggling. Yeah. And, and then apparently we, this, go ahead. No, there's go just ahead. been a, a big push. Like everything's coming out in cans. Now they got canned kombucha and canned coffee and canned this and canned that. I, like, I don't really have a problem with canning as a model. I think cause you can recycle them. 
Yeah, a lot easier I, than glass. I mean, glass isn't really worth much anymore. So right, and so that seems okay. Like somebody will probably tell us that you're wrong, you idiot. Uh, <laughs> worst thing for the environment since that's right. So we'll get know, somebody let, from let EcoCycle it, or something to tell us we're wrong. Yeah. So you know, the only thing worse was leaded gasoline or something. You know, somebody <laughs> <else can remember. laughs> that's right. And then we don't want to be remiss, and the schools are going to be reopening, but they're also going to stay remote until September, yep. is what I heard. So yep. Um, yeah, so we'll just have to play it by ear and see what happens. But my heart goes out to people who have school-aged children and navigating oh that and trying to figure out, you know, like, you know, what I, you're going to do as far as like online and, you know, for how long are they going to send them back eventually? And maybe it's just going to be a fluid situation where it's a few days a week. I, boy, you know, I, I went to school for teaching mostly because I liked French a lot, but I, um, I can't imagine and. What's really, really hard is I have neighbors with um, kids who are younger than five. And at that age, you go to school and mostly you need to be learning social skills. And, and they're like, oh, well, we're doing online stuff. And it's like, well, okay, full, full price for tuition, which ain't cheap to begin with. And it's like, well, what do you do? You can't, you're going to just call in for story time and then, yeah, you know, because it's all about the, the interaction with the, the little ones. And so I, man, my heart goes out to just to anybody with kids, but some of this younger kids stuff, cause you can't go, okay, sit here and, and just do this and get, get some semblance of learning and socializing, socializing and stuff. Tough. Yeah. Tough, tough, tough. It really, really um, is. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I just don't know what people do. It's, no, I don't uh, know. It's crazy. And I so, gotta ahead. say, it seems like the smart thing to do. Like I'm not going to take a big old standaroo on this. I'm going to leave it up to the experts, but yeah, if they're not, if they can't do it now, I don't, see them as being able to do it later i you know they're saying right now it's it's not good enough is is it going to be meaningfully better until either this whole thing blows over we get a vaccine or something oh uh, man i, I would, know i would be planning for the worst i guess i have no I idea i mean a lot of people are just like i said in that situation like do you you know if schools are up and do you send your kids to school or not mm -hmm. i don't know mm -hmm. that's a lot of soul searching that's a very personal decision it is it is so, so should we go yep let's get out of here all right. Let's let the people go. I know that they're going to be wrapped. <laughs> That's right. All right. We want to thank Jessica Carson for joining us from Clandestine Amigo. Um, her new album, Temporary Circumstances, comes out as soon as they're done with the pressing. And it's yeah, apparently technology, pretty amazing. You're probably going to hear every whisper, unlike the fine quality that you get here at Sidefish every week. Yeah. No. Um, and then August 14th, you mentioned the sound post session is coming out. So, um, you know, I would encourage people to look at YouTube or Facebook if they're interested in some live music as well. As always, we thank Andy Epler for intro music. And then find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, really wherever you get your fine pod content. Reach out to us at SideDishLongmont at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our new website, SideDishLongmont.com. Yeah. Apparently, you can give us money now. Yeah, you can do lots of things. You could actually yeah. maybe tell us you want to be a guest on the show, too. Yeah. What the heck? We'll entertain it. We, we won't tell you no, but no. <laughs> Thanks, Brady. Thanks, sir.
Okie dokie.